0: To fake movie experts the movie podcast that breaks out a movie franchise one movie at a time or may i say the last fake
1: movie experts
0: i was bump, wondering bump, bump. why there was all the
1: construction and they were pulling things off the wall
0: yeah the, all those movie posters of all the movies we watched they are throwing them away right now um sad day and it looks like they got rid of another person one of the one of the, one of the members if you uh catch my drift He got yeeted. I think they thought he was a poster, but.
1: Well, he saw a box and he was like, "Mm, that looks comfortable. And he fell asleep in it. And then I'm pretty sure he got yeeted into a dumpster.
0: Hopefully we can, uh, you know, at least he wasn't a prom night one. So uh,
1: Prom night dumpster, baby.
0: Thank you. As uh, this movie podcast, we're breaking down. Not one, but two movies this week, since we haven't been here a while. And, you know, the guy that got thrown in the dumpster, he is MIA for the time being. Hopefully, you know, maybe one day he'll come back. So this week we will be discussing Mission Impossible Fallout and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. I'm your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marisoli.
1: So, like, was Fallout also a mix of minority reports since Tom Cruise was now a precog?
0: Maybe, you know, it's the uh, he was having his way. Um, and again, uh, Keith Swetland won't be with us this
1: week, he's uh, traveling the world in a dumpster.
0: Yeah, hopefully, he finds you know a pit stop that he can escape the uh, the clutches of the cardboard. So, let's start off with our first movie we're gonna be talking about Mission Impossible Fallout. Came out July 29th, 2018. Runtime of two hours and twenty-seven minutes. Director was Christopher McQuarrie, who did um, Rogue Nation, Jack 2012's Jack Reacher, and uh this up the upcoming Dead Reckonings. And he's also the writers of Top Gun Maverick, Edge of Tomorrow, Valkyrie, Usual Suspect. So he's done his uh he's done his
1: Tom Cruise work. Man, Fallout might be his worst movie.
0: There are some he's things
1: made a, He's made a lot of bangers.
0: Yeah. Um, again, direct uh starring Tom Cruise, Vig Rame, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Sean Harris returns. Uh, we get Angela Bassett, we get Vanessa Kirby, and we get uh shotgun arms himself, Henry Cavill. We get forehead. uh The returning of uh Michelle Monahan, uh, from uh Mission Impossible 3, Alec Baldwin,
1: Eric
0: uh, Baldwin, Eric Baldwin. So it's been a while since I watched it. So, like, in my head, while preparing, like, a lot once I'm looking at stuff, like, oh, yeah, here comes everything again to like. Yeah, yeah I was
1: afraid when we were gonna sit down to record I'm like I'm not gonna remember fucking dick all about this but then as soon as I started to think about it I'm like oh I remember everything about this movie mm-hmm. for some reason
0: yeah um so what did you think of Fallout since to before I or say before we were even watching these movies this was the like a lot of people believing this is their like the quintessential, like, this is what Mission Impossible is. Like, this is, like, a lot of people's one. That do it. That is
1: a crazy take in my point of view. Because, like, this movie was just so nonsensical. Like, Henry Cavill's character is supposed to be, like, this uber super spy who is running a mega cartel, but, like, almost died jumping out of a plane because he was too fucking cocky and also was too stupid to like, it got tricked by like the mask thing, even though they talked, talked about earlier in the movie that like the AMF is just a bunch of fucking jerk offs who like playing with masks.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: The writing for this movie felt the weakest of any of the mission impossible movies, in my opinion, like for some reason, like I just said, Tom Cruise is a precog now and knows that like the nukes are coming. The movie plays, To the villain, which, as we've established watching all these movies, the weakest part of the Mission Impossible movies is the villain. So when the entire basis of the movie is bringing back a villain from a previous movie, I'm like, I don't fucking care. The villains suck. Why are we making Mm -hmm. this such a big part of the movie? Mm hmm. It also, like, the set pieces for me weren't as awesome as most Mission Impossible movies. I wasn't as blown away with the set pieces. Mm hmm just uh, it didn't do it for me
0: yeah yeah I, I just like i enjoyed it for watching the first time but again this is like becoming that time frame of uh, like you know big action stunts a lot some, some for me went too long than they should have have um but again it was enjoyable for me being my first time watching the movie and then kind of seeing the hoopla of the surroundings of this movie because henry cavill was filming justice league at the time well cavill has a mustache and hey we need reshoots and they're like hey you can't shave off your mustache so we do reshoots of the justice league with him and like you know people point out you can clearly see the cgi like you know the fake goo green goo around his mustache, and it just makes his lip, upper lip looks really terrible.
1: And then, like they still like his beard was different. There's a the fight scene, like the best, like the part of the movie, the only part of the movie that I think is like the outright good part of the movie of Henry Cavill cocking his arms. Yeah. Right before he does that, he grows like extra facial hair and a pocket on his chest.
0: I did. His see- shirt
1: goes from no pocket to pocket. I'm like, how do you fuck that up? As yeah, a director and yeah. like the canon people, like Jesus Christ.
0: Well, uh, I'll just bring it up now the bathroom fight scene was meant to be shot in four days, but due to the complicity of the fight, it ended, ended up taking over several weeks to film. But yeah, I saw a video, uh, a reel of him cocking his arms, and all of a sudden, like, <laughs> like, his beard expands. Like, how did that happen?
1: Like, Jesus Christ, that is just poor. poor or editing yeah um
0: but again enjoyed it so uh rick give us the plot to mission impossible fallout
1: boys girls non-binary and everyone in between please gather around for the reading of the plot to mission impossible fallout tom cruise seems to be losing his mind as after having a dream of a nuke going off as he's holding his ex-wife or is it precognition As we find out that Tom Cruise is going to get wrapped up in a cartel of terrible things. As the old villain from the last movie, two
0: movies ago. um, I believe it was the last one. Yeah, because, yeah, it was the last one
1: has come back as he must now break him out to get the nukes that are trying to be used to reset the world order. Tom Cruise is forced to take Henry Cavill along with them as the CIA and IMF have a dick measuring contest but it turns out Cavill might not be everything he appears to be because it's mission impossible and it wouldn't be mission impossible if Tom Cruise wasn't getting screwed by someone near him can Tom Cruise and the rest of the IMF stop Henry Cavill from blowing up a dam and destroying China setting off a new world war Find out all that and more in Mission Impossible
0: Fallout. Yeah, the villain is from Rogue Nation, who's the one that talks really quiet and you can't understand anything he says.
1: And now I'm, I'm going to put on my mask and you're going to get confused, under Cavill. But I have a real raging hard on for Tom Cruise in this movie. Yeah.
0: Everything yeah,
1: I- I'm doing is so I can fuck Tom Cruise. In a way,
0: uh, you know, it's like you know, we you mentioned the stunt pieces, like, this was like a stunt piece movie galore of the fact that we had, um, the bathroom fight scene, we had Tom Cruise and Cavill Sky, uh, Halo skydiving, which Tom Cruise pra- trained for a full year to perform his own stunt. Of we had Tom running across the building.
1: I did like then- that. I mean, I'm never going to be anti Tom Cruise running, especially when it's I'm Tom Cruise running across through and over buildings. Yeah.
0: Then they um, he broke his foot doing that. Of course he did. Because if you watch the of him jumping buildings, this the spot, the shot they use is him breaking his foot.
1: Jesus Christ. Hey, Tom, remember when you shattered your foot? Yeah, that scene was great. We're gonna use that.
0: But like, yeah, but like, it's him getting up and grabbing his foot and like, ah, and like, then began running again. That was like the shot, like, too. It's just not like he, like, you know, he, he, that whole thing was just that. Um, um, it shooting was delayed for eight weeks following the injury. Um, but he says that was the easiest stunt he could that of the whole film. Um. Tom Cruise did all, you know, more stunts. He did the uh, driving stunt of the chase and all that through Paris. Um, It's him doing the driving. He it took him four takes for him to do the one eighty turn without uh, driving the BMW down a half dozen steps. Jesus. Um, So like this is like full, full um, action. You know the. What we're getting now in these movies, and like,
1: there wasn't enough spy. Like, I needed more spy. And when we talk about Dead Reckoning, it's one of my reasons for really liking Dead Reckoning is because there was more spy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, there wasn't enough spy in this movie. It was very much just like set piece, set piece, set piece. And like, the set piece is just a noise. I will say, the breaking the dude out part was cool. Like, throwing him in the river and to have him get saved was interesting but tom cruise's whole thing of like i'm not willing to kill cops is just so meh to me it's like you literally gun down all these other people but you're like they're cops cops are good and i'm like nah, cops ain't good tom cruise you could kill a cop or two it'd be fine
0: yeah um Another thing about the Tom Cruise injury is that he tried as much as he can, so he did all the the healing he could do to recover quickly. So the doctors thought his injury would take nine weeks to heal, but he started started running slowly, and after seven weeks,
1: he prayed so. to Cthulhu or whatever the fuck the Scientology god is, yeah. the lizard man who exploded the volcano. Um.
0: You know, uh I, I'll bring it up now. Jeremy Renner could not return in this movie, uh, due to his commitment to I don't know, a little tiny movie called uh Avengers
1: Endgame. It's weird. All I've done was rag on Renner for all the <laughs> movies he was in. And then I kind of missed him. It was yeah. weird him not being there. I was like, Where where's Renner? And where, where's i will, Renner
0: gone. And I will say that he uh I think he does have one contractual, like he has like one more film in him. If, uh, you know, he's capable of doing it after being, you know, ran over by a running himself over
1: with a snowblow?
0: Yeah. But also saving his
1: uh, nephew or something like a family member. Uh, don't go, to, don't go out in the snow. Just let it, yeah. let it snow and just be okay with it
0: um but uh what else here you know like this movie is one of those movies of the um um again who did it who uh who um like conspiracy because you have the cia following the mia you know following them now because they were like hey we don't trust you it's like how many movies are we gonna get that they don't trust them or hey, they're dead. You know, like we the last movie we had the whole court scene in the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie of like, you know, we don't trust you at the end. It's like, I guess we're gonna have to trust you. And then when the next movie in, it's like, we don't trust them again.
1: You're too goddamn risky, Maverick. Oh, sorry, I'm confusing my movies now. But yeah, it's and every time it's like we can't trust Hunt. This dude has too much power, he's too capable, he's so evil. And then it's like, oh no, Hunt was good the whole time. Like, every other occasion this has happened?
0: Yeah. Um, But, like, the, the whole time it's just that conspiracy theory because of the fact of, um, I think this is the one with the beginning of Tom Cruise having to, when he meets Vanessa Kirby, the White Widow, and it's the, you know, who is, you know, who he's playing, like, um, like an he's, alias, you know. J he's playing or-
1: Cavill. Yeah, yeah, he's playing Cavill, yeah, and because Cavill is actually the bad guy, but Cavill yeah. sent that other dude in his place.
0: Yeah, and then we get that whole that whole sequence of like, "Hey, our, who are you? Like, I'm the real guy," and but it's really Cavill, like plot twist, Cavill. And these are those movies, you know. This is a movie franchise, and it's like, okay, who's the bad guy and who is not? To the point where in this movie alone, it's like Henry Cavill's the bad guy. But then also Angela Bassett's the bad per person too. You like because she's like, yeah, I sent him. Like, I got this. And then like Alec Baldwin's character, he dies or, or does he? It's like the like. Yeah, this, did this Baldwin franchise. die?
1: I was very yeah. like they weren't very clear on that if Baldwin died or not.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me. Like this is like the reason why I like this franchise is because of the fact that like, you don't see or. You think, you know, the plot twist is going to happen, but it doesn't at the same time. and You don't. And then it's like, do, do they die? Do, don't they die? You know, it's just that fun thing of like, OK, like Alec Baldwin, he is probably dead.
1: Like they made it seem like he was dead, but if he shows up in part two of Dead Reckoning, I'm going to be like, yeah, I I get that. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Part of me thinks the only reason he wasn't in the first Dead Reckoning is because, you know, the whole shooting someone thing.
0: Yeah. But you can blame the, uh, you know. There was, like, the
1: director and the stunt coordinator that kind of fucked Baldwin over.
0: Yeah. Even though he did. Yeah. And it's, again, like, people.
1: But he's technically the producer for the movie or something. So, like, he's also at fault. It's very confusing.
0: It's one of those things that, like, it's that weird situation. Like, we can joke about him killing him, shooting the person, you know, not... But it's like the it's like, okay, the boss is boss is boss, supervisor, you know, stunt coordinator, stunt coordinator assistant, handed him, you know, handed him the gun to be like, here you go. This should work. Should is the word of the day, you know? And then it kind of did. Um we uh in the this is the time frame that um Originally, that Tom Cruise was going to be in that movie, The Man from Uncle, with Henry Cavill, if you've oh, seen that little funny. spy movie. But then we got the uh, the guy that is now like tarnished from Hollywood because of his fetishes and how he might be a bad person anyway, too. Um, Wait, who? The guy that played um, the twin in the social network.
1: Uh oh, okay. That dude's also getting fucking contacted.
0: Oh, he got he 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 uh his exes came out about how he's a uh he likes to uh use rope and all that good jazz and uh
1: I mean as long as it's consensual it's, that
0: and it might not be. Our our Whoa. Army Hammer is the one that uh
1: Oh, if it gets on consensual, then yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. It, Everything it's... is fine for the most part as long as it's consensual. Yeah. I don't it it didn't become
0: sensual. Then it became um like mental abuse type stuff.
1: Oh Jesus Christ. Like, what a fucking yeah, weirdo.
0: Yeah. Um so he wasn't. And that's why. Um, we also got uh you know, Simon Pegg, they got in his best shape of his life to be to do like I don't know, not much. He didn't do much in this movie. Not really. He was always just yeah.
1: in cars. Yeah.
0: They may. I like the. I like the scene of them tr- running away, and then like, hey, we have this small ass car. We have to bring <laughs> Solomon into, and then they get caught. Um. I, where is it? They're joking around that. Where is it that Simon Pegg during it would be. Um. um where is it? Damn
1: you, computer! Oh god, the AI from the next movie is already getting into you.
0: Yes, it is. Um, that they Basically, it's just like Simon Pegg would mess around with him, with Cavill, by humming the uh, Superman theme song around him.
1: What a dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's Indiana Jones.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go down... Yeah,
1: they are very similar songs though yeah. <laughs>
0: um but yeah again you know this again it's just that fun thing of, like tom cruise doing all the stunts all his own stunts just saying how crazy he is it but again it's how determined he is for the that he wants the the fans the viewers to experience the movie and the joke uh, about seeing that's him doing it like the joke is um have you seen the old 1980s Michael Jordan commercials with his mom for like McDonald's and it's them playing basketball together and then she's like let me show you how to dunk it and like it literally you you see a full grown man with a beard <laughs> in her clothes dunking the ball and it's like yep I can see uh, why uh, uh, we're doing this now
1: what so. I can't remember her name the love interest for Tom Cruise. Oh, uh, not as, not as
0: Rebecca, it's Rebecca
1: it's, uh, I, Isla Isla Isla, Isla, something Isla, like yeah. that. Yeah, Rebe- Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, holy shit, could I not give two fucks about that storyline? Yeah, it's like she was out, but now she's back in again for some reason, and now she has to kill that guy. And just like, ugh, that storyline sucked. I he might not be here to take his own story to stand up for himself with this one, but I'm gonna agree with Keith that like bringing the ex-wife back and like connecting it to that previous movie fucking kind of didn't need it. It wasn't didn't needed. Need it. it didn't help like at all.
0: Yeah. The um. Whoa, Tom Cruise. Oh, never mind. I'm gonna say the uh, they they said Henry Cavill birth year, and I was like, wait, same as Tom Cruise, and it's like, no. We can't, Henry Cavill was born when Tom Cruise's Risky Business came out in 83. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I hadn't really known. Was ish-
1: only four years older than us? Fuck.
0: Yeah. Um, I did have an issue with the, like, bringing the wife back because we did get like the whole thing. Like, he killed her quotations to get her out of the, so he can no longer have to worry about her and and But then it's also like, but does he love another? And then it like, you know, the camera pans over to uh, Isla Isla Isla, uh, Yisa, I'll call her that now. Um, But it's like, we can clearly see the flashing red lights like, he's in love with this one now. So let's move on to her. But no, we have to bring the the ex-wife involved. And then we have the ex-wife is husband new husband there which i honestly at one point i'm like is he a bad guy like is there going to be like a plot twist that he's involved in somehow and that's these movies do to me i'm like i don't know why this this guy's too peppy for me so he might be a bad guy
1: that dude's whole scene was so awkward too he's like oh what's up bro oh there's awkward sexual tension here now i'm uncomfortable like that was his whole thing i'm like this is so weird what are we doing this is You're supposed right? to be like the climactic we're trying to stop a nuke scene and yet we're having weird sexual tension moments. Like, yeah. what are we
0: doing? We did. We did get the cool thing again of they've kind of brought back that they had Wolf Blitzer in and they had like they kidnapped the like the criminals. Like, hey, what what can we do for you for us to get the codes, like you know, the key and stuff? And he's like, you have to go on the news and, you know, read this paragraph. Read and the
1: manifesto.
0: Read the read the manifesto, and they do, and then all of a sudden, like the walls break down, and it's, it's peg in the the Wolf Blitzer mask. I was like, that got me again. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Like, okay, you know, they didn't ruin that um type of stunt of hey, you know, they're not doing it in every movie to be like, we got him again.
1: If yeah, it was one bit of like fun spycraft stuff in the movie that yeah was really good.
0: Mm -hmm. um but yeah this is like you know the again uh, to me one of the scenes this movie is a nap two almost two and a half hours the next movie we're talking about is two hours and 47 minutes to me the the one scene the movie that felt too long was the helicopter chasing between Cavill and tom like I get it. They're trying to show that Tom is flying the helicopter or he probably was fly- flying a helicopter. You know, it's just, you know. but to me, it was just like, I, that was a look at the watch type
1: situation. I'm like, how long is this going to be? And like, it doesn't make sense how he stops them, like crashing the helicopter and everything. And then Tom Cruise is just like, Oh, I'm okay. Like you yeah. just, it, yeah, that, that scene definitely missed for me. Like it just, it felt super wonky and not fun
0: yeah it's that it just felt too long and then we got the you know the climactic moment of them fighting on the you know but again it's one of those things to me of of those movies of like we got 10 minutes like this whole movie itself is like, we have 10 minutes before, or we have like, you know, 15 minutes before the bomb blows, so we have to send the split the crew up, you have Vig Rains finding the first like, key to stop the thing and then Peg and uh, Isla goes and finds the other one, but after they brawl with, um, the bad guy who basically is like, yeah, I know I'm going to die here, so I'm done like, running, but he'll still beat up, <laughs> Uh, Benji and Isla, and Horse then and getting hung. Yep, and then you have Tom in a helicopter chase for the longest time, and then it's just like, come on, let's wrap it up. But we have ten minutes. I'm like, we don't <laughs> ten minutes. But movie land, it's like twenty five minutes. You know, like the final twenty minutes is this, you know, the final sequence.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's and... just... it wasn't all that. It was it was kind of a like I think the beginning of the movie is actually pretty good, but yeah, that end is such a like wet fart of just like meh. Yeah. Um, the director's original idea for the opening plutonium, uh
0: plutonium exchange sequence was to have one of Ethan's team members killed in action. He initially considered Luther but decided against it, admitting it would not work. Benji was also considered, but McQuery feared the film would not recover if he he was the one to be killed off. However, he did have the idea for William Brandt, Jeremy Renner's character, but he turned it down saying he didn't want to take a paycheck for three days and getting blown up. And that's why he was out of this, written out of the script.
1: Get fucked, Renner. What the fuck?
0: Uh, as in an in-cheek joke related to this, Luther and Benji both separately said in this film they should have been killed right after the shootout.
1: Yeah, I think that's a... Like, there's another problem with this movie. This movie felt like it had no stakes. Like, nothing felt all that, like, dire in it. Like, Vin Reams gets shot at one point, but, you know, he's wearing a vest, so he's fine. Benji's getting choked, but he never really felt like Benji was going to yeah. die. Like, I guess Alec Baldwin gets stabbed. But, I think, like, did anyone I, really fucking care about Alec Baldwin?
0: I think I think the at stake was the Alec Baldwin one. Like... Because you had your main core, your team, and it's just like, okay, like, I don't see. never
1: really brought anything to the table, so like, oh, man. And him fighting Cavill was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. His punch throwing was so bad. Like, it just looked so, like, he was clearly not going into it and, like, pulling punches, and it just looked so awful. Yeah, uh, Baldwin uh, said uh,
0: he said that his fight with Cavill is particularly challenging since Shavel, uh, ch- Cavill's sheer size and uh, masculine uh, muscles. Baldwin's comment that he that during the fight scene, uh, you know, everybody knows that he's Superman, so the bo- guy's body is like marble. When you do fight scenes, you throw these punches, you tussle with guys, you move around. He's pretty much hard to move around, and his shoulders are so big they. When they shot my close-ups over his shoulder, I asked, "Could you bend down, please, bef- because your shoulders are in the way?" And so uh, that he uh, I have the thing. There we go. Uh, and uh, and by the way, and then the what I was talking about—the helicopter nuclear bomb countdown was 15 minutes, but it went over 22 minutes but if you however Ethan's scenes in the helicopter and the team scenes diffusing the bombs were taking place simultaneously so makes sense that it's you know longer but i get it but it's just you know i those those are the things in movies that kind of grind my gears of the fact of like we have 10 minutes and it's an hour goes by
1: yeah it was it was definitely a mess um, and I did, I'm not having a lot of good to say. I don't think I hate the movie. The movie's yeah. still going to get like a like I still enjoyed the movie for the most part. Like it's going to get a decent rating, but comparatively mm-hmm. and not founding two in that comparatively, it's just not as good as other Mission Impossible movies yeah. to me. Yeah, Um.
0: Eh, I might be. I don't I, I think it would, probably, it would get a good rating for me as well. Like I'll probably watch this again because, again, this is again, this is what your second time probably watching this guy and for me this is my this was my first so it's kind of the me being able to remember a lot of this stuff from we us watching this from uh to break cafe brother uh a month a month and a half ago if not 2 months ago i'm pretty impressed i watched
1: mission impossible fallout uh at the end of july 727 is when yep. i watched mission impossible fallout
0: yeah me too i'm around that same time frame so uh and we're now in september so uh go us <laughs> um but uh i talked to the third man oh wait MC... no sorry that
1: was the release date i watched it the second week of august so eight ten.
0: okay I, and i think i watched it before you because we went and saw uh
1: yeah i well i had like started watching it before that but then we weren't going to record so i stopped yeah and then i made sure to watch it before we went to see dead reckoning
0: yeah um i made sure yeah i was like because i talked to the third man who's in the box and uh i was like hey you know do you think anytime we can get recording so we can be done and he's like i'm trying but then he looked and he's like nope can't see the new dead reckoning anytime soon so i'm like that checks out but dead reckoning uh
1: will be on digital in a couple weeks so he'll be able to watch it then um That's a bummer, though. That's a movie that should be seen in theaters. That was a good movie in theaters.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, it kind of
1: didn't do that well in the theaters, but I it was a good theater movie.
0: Yeah. Um. Shall we talk about it since we're already mentioning uh, Mr. Yeah, let's dive into Dead Reckoning. So, uh, I'll bring it up first. Now, let me get um. Uh, now I'll bring up when we do all the all that jazz later. Dead Reckoning came out July 11, twenty three. Uh, runtime of two hours and forty three minutes. Uh, again, the director was uh Christopher McQuarrie. We did have the return of Tom Cruise. Let me find everybody. There we are. Uh, Vig Rame, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Vanessa Kirby. We had uh Haley Atwell, Atwell join the crew. We had uh Issei Morales, Palm Clementif, um Mantis from the Gardens Galaxy, Carrie Ells, Henry uh Czerny. um Shay Wiggum. He's the uh, Shay Wiggum's the cop that was it's again this movie. Hey, we have to go after tom cruise because he's out of he's out of uh you know out of the he, he we can't oh yeah the dude trusted.
1: the dude who always plays like a dirty cop but like i can't tell if he is or isn't a dirty cop yep. in this movie but do you know where he's from god he's been in a lot of stuff so uh, no i don't know what you're uh, particularly oh, you, referencing fast and furious movies oh yeah he's, he's a in cop fast in four. the first no, yeah four
0: when he that's uh, right he gets his nose punched yeah Yeah, that's right multiple times yeah um um yeah so we have those guys again um this is like i talking about fallout and i'm like oh what this scene i'm like wait a minute that might be dead reckoning wait a minute what about this scene in dead reckoning um i'll just start with what my thoughts of dead reckoning i enjoyed it there was a point that I went to the bathroom in a car chase scene and I came back and the car chasing was still going. So that's why I was like, I think this is a perfect time to go to the bathroom. Um, it was fun. You know, it's like there was a little bit more spy in it than Fallout. Um, there was a lot of times in the movie that my heart was kind of racing to the point of like oh crap someone's gonna die here oh someone's gonna die here part of the team doesn't happen but again it's just that's what i think they want you to do in the movie
1: i mean they do kill faust though isla gets killed
0: yeah but like i like i'm okay we we were to say like we're okay with that
1: you know it was it's so it doesn't make any fucking sense though like why would he let isla get killed instead of grace like, he's supposed to be in love with that woman, and he just met this fucking thief. Like, why does he let her die?
0: But again, like, they did that. But then they did the thing for me for Fallout it, for this is with Fallout, they had the ex-wife and Isla, and then he's like, oh, I'm in love with her, with Isla. In this movie, it's it seemed to me that, like, Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt instantly fell in love with Grace.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, so like, which is kind we of did gross because we they that... were, like... 30 years age difference or something
0: yeah maybe uh but it's just like that thing of we we're, we're now we're in that love triangle all over again and she was born in 82
1: so yeah, she's 41 i would not have guessed that she looks far younger than that yeah
0: so it's just like that of of course uh we have the love triangle all over again and but just, is but it in- love
1: or is it like or- a brother sister thing I, it's very weird. Like, I didn't get it. That whole part of well, the movie was very, like, I don't... What's going on here for me?
0: Because but because we get that moment, though, like, where, you can do the plot in a second, but it's like we get the moment of, like, Ethan Hunt, you have to choose between... It's, like, basically the uh, Batman Forever, which will Batman pick? The love interest of him and Bruce Wayne or the Boy Wonder? And it's like, wh- why, why does he have to choose between someone he has... Rescued in like in the desert in the beginning of the movie to a pickpocketer that he found at the airport that coincidentally was at the airport at the time.
1: Sorry, you distracted me with Batman and Robin, and now I'm just remembering my love of that movie. Yeah, Must did a very good job with that Tommy Lee Jones. That really, th- I was sucked in in that moment.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you. I, you know, I've seen forever for, but forever yeah, that now, fucking so, yeah. that
1: whole scene was just fucking garbage. I. I didn't like it. It made no I liked the sequence of getting there like that fight Tom Cruise had with um Palm, the Paris character. Yeah. In the alley was very cool and set up an interesting like dilemma later in the movie, which was fun. But like yeah, the whole chase scene to the bridge and Isla just getting straight up stabbed. I just I don't like it when the movie's like, "Hey, this person's going to die." And then, like, five minutes later, that person dies. I'm like, that's lame. It kind of t- took the in- intrigue away that, like, this person's about to die when you told me this person's about to die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just Rick- made no sense to me where it was like, hey, this character we just introduced, Tom Cruise is going to choose her over this character that's been in three movies now? Uh
0: oh, I just saw it. I think it, it was her fifth.
1: Fifth movie now.
0: Rogue and is supposedly
1: supposedly yeah. the main love interest.
0: Yeah. Uh, she was in after at four, five, six. Oh, and has been in every film. Oh, every film since the fifth. So five, six. Oh, okay. This is her third. This was her third.
1: Okay, so her third one. But like, yep. and is the main love interest, supposedly, for Ethan Hunt now. Yep. And he's just like, ah, nah, fuck that bitch. I'm done with her.
0: Yeah. Um, So give us the plot, if you got it, for (laughs) Dead Reckoning, Part 1.
1: Boys, girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. The day has finally come, ladies and gentlemen. Skynet, I mean, whatever the fuck this AI is called, is coming to life and taking over the world. There is only one man who can stop This AI, or any nation that can get a hold of it, from taking over the world's computers. That man, Ethan Hunt, Ethan and his team, once again burned and cast aside by their country, must come together to stop the AI overlord. Will they succeed? Will everyone live, as we've already spoiled? No! Can Ethan come to terms with members of his team dying? Apparently not, except for Isla. Find out all this and more, and Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, Part One.
0: Um. So I want to. I'll bring. I. I normally. I, I save the budget for last, but I just want to bring it up now, because COVID caused many delays in this movie. So, you know, honestly about that. Um uh so I will say this is the most expensive Tom Cruise movie ever. Um we uh so I'll leave it at that. I do know that uh there were points in the movies uh during filming that Tom Cruise yelled at crew members because they violated the guidelines. Um which led, led to uh members uh quitting but again it's you know this is that time of hey this was supposed to come out in 2021 but covid pushed everything back um he's all tom cruise was also mad because he took the l here because rick do
1: you know what came out one week after mission impossible oh you mean the thing that tom cruise bitched about constantly for taking all his IMAX space yes as um
0: Oppenheimer and Barbie came out the next week and then they ran and destroyed the movie theater for th- the whole summer. Um it I will tell you that Mission Possible Dead Reckoning had the one of the worst drops from first movie into like third place because of, you know, as Rick put it, two five star movies. Back to back, you know, in the same day.
1: I had one five-star movie yesterday or last year. One. Yeah. I had we watched two in one day.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, so we had that. Um I will say about this movie. We this is for us in the year of 2023, this is the year of part one, part two. You know, we had this movie, we had spider-verse we had uh fast and furious and i've had to so fast and furious leaving on a part part one part two that did not feel like a part one part two type movie of the fact of like that movie made us laugh more of the fact that it's a part two movie than it is there's going to be a part two because of the ending i've been having a debate with my one of my old coworkers about it, about Spider-Verse, because he doesn't think that Spider-Verse left a good cliffhanger to make it a, you know, part one, part two type situation, which to the point I'm like, dude, it's fine. Look, think of, as we talked about it, look at um, Empire Strikes Back going to the Return of the Jedi. Like if people were like, what the hell? you like, you leave it on that type of a cliffhanger in that way, you know? And oh, like he didn't like the fact it was left on a cliffhanger. Yes, he did not like the fact that it was. Uh, and people I'm, need it, to
1: fucking get over that. But one, yeah. it still was a complete movie.
0: Yes, and and I think and I think this Dead Reckoning is a complete movie of the point that you can watch Dead Reckoning, and you will watch the second one. But I'm just saying, uh this is a good standalone movie on its own. Like, you, you know, if you just see this one, but you're unable to watch the second one, you could be like, OK, I know they lead up to a part two, but it's that fact of
1: well, it's good as a by itself. Yeah, I agree to that. It's a good standalone. I mean, yeah, I I, I also didn't mind like Fast X. I'm laughing at because I haven't filmed anything else yet. And you did yeah. with Dom in the car with his son, who will be like a billion years older once you get to the next one after the fucking strikes over now. Yeah. So that's why that's really funny. I think they've already filmed Dead reckoning too, or at least nope. parts of Dead reckoning. I thought they filmed nope. those at the same time. Um I
0: think it was planned to, but I don't think they did. Let me look. Oh, it me. got stopped. Yeah.
1: But even then like it's not going to matter as much for cuz there's no children. Like you can cover the aging process a little bit better in this. Gonna... Even with them you can be like, "Hey, it's a year or two later now, and they're still fighting the AI." It's fine. It's not going to be like, hey, we're a moment later and our son, for some reason, is five years older now or a completely different person.
0: But we're going to get a dead reckoning film uh, part two, Um, uh, according to the Collider report, beginning of the principal photography mission, impossible dead reckoning Two has taken place. Um. In December 2022, it was reported filming was finished in the UK. So it looks like they did film. Okay, I thought they had already. already.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. It wouldn't surprise me because Tom Cruise is one of those guys because he, as we've talked about for the past seven movies, he loves making movies. So I don't think it was against him. They're like, yeah, we're gonna do like that back to back type thing. Um,
1: and it's slated yeah, they, for next year, but who the fuck knows? Who knows? Because fucking studio heads won't get their head out of their ass and just end this goddamn strike. Stop trying to turn everyone into an AI background motherfuckers and pay people. Ass wipes.
0: Yeah. Uh so, you know, we we were talking about, you know, Isla dying in this. I at one moment thought Soren Peg was going to die. They did that a lot cuz they did the whole sequence at the airport of him having to figure out the clue for the AI to learn more about him type situation. And then, and then I'm like, oh, God, he's going to die there. And then the scene of of Tom getting beat up by Palm in the alleyway. And then he's like, I have to go save them because the AI is leading Ethan Hunt into the alleyway. You know, and he's like, no, 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 that's not me. I have to go save it. I'm like, oh, my God, is Simon, is Benji going to get opt here?
1: I feel like they're setting it up, though, for the next one for Peg to die. I, it feels set up to get almost um, a con moment where we'll have, like, fucking Tom Cruise and Benji standing at a window. Benji's like, Tom, you have to go. Yeah. And then Benji's going to die to stop something. And Tom will have to go fi- finish saving the world. But I'm calling that for Dead Reckoning too. Benji will die. There'll be a very emotional moment and we'll finally end the mission impossible series except yeah, we won't because it's well. tom cruise. Yeah.
0: Um well hopefully when dead reckoning comes out tom will get all his uh IMAXs that he wants.
1: Just don't set up before fucking sweet bomb and barbie movie. Yeah. That's when the, the- uno movie will come out though and it'll destroy yeah. him again. <laughs> no. Um
0: Angela Bassett was going to be meant to return for her role in this, but cor- uh, COVID-19 cor- quarantining ruled that out. So
1: also um, not needed. I, I didn't need anything from Fallout to really come back into this
0: movie. Um, uh, Morales, the so in the, you know, the we have Gabriel, basically the man from Ethan's past is the villain for this movie.
1: Oh, another woman that apparently Tom Cruise got Tom Cruise gets a lot of women killed in these mission impossible movies, by the way.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cause apparently
1: what? in the past that got him into the IMF because of Gabriel assassinating yeah. like somebody's close to.
0: Yeah. I like, I, I did, I, I did like the idea because they, the, that they were able the, to make the film, the footage of, you know, the um throwback, but it wasn't like too drastic. Like you just saw the back of the head of Tom Cruise. Like
1: yeah, they use like movie magic instead of yeah. like you know Indiana Jones and putting a whole different face on oh, old man yeah. and uh, Han Solo.
0: Yeah, um, Morales replaced uh, Nicholas Holt, who was going to be the villain in this movie. Renfield, be a uh, beast from the X Men movies. Oh, that that would have been that would have been uh, weird.
1: I that would not have worked.
0: Yeah, he Again, forced it
1: the villains don't matter in these movies for the most part. Like I actually really don't like the overall like AI thing. I think it's really campy and kind of stupid. Yeah. But I also like, and it knocks it down from being a perfect type of movie for me. But again, the villains don't matter in these movies. So it doesn't stop it from being a good fun movie.
0: Yeah. Again, it's just this movie again, as you know, well, whose side is on who, like to the point of we had, um, we have Morales' um, Gabriel as the main focus of the bad guy. That's who Ethan Hunt's chasing. But then we have this entity who can, you know, palm read what you are thinking and doing and know every step. So like it's just like, you know, the whole movie is like, Ethan, you have to do stuff that they don't expect you to do. But then they also expect you not to do that, but also do it at the same time type situation. And it's like, and he's like, I just don't know how to beat this guy. And then we have um, Tom Cruise's boss who took over, uh, looks like probably Alec Baldwin's character, the, the head, Kitteridge, he's like, he's probably, he's the new Baldwin, but it's the fun thing of like, Is he turning on him? Is he not? Because we get the cool, like we get that cool little sequence of uh, of uh, Carrie Ells and them doing the whole meeting. I'm like, what's going on with this entity? And you know, they're talking about how the entity can can overtake everybody anywhere. But then we see a guy walking into the into the meeting, and then like the gas bombs goes off, and you're like, oh, Kidderidge is the bad guy. But it turns out that's Tom Cruise under a mask telling him like hey i have the two we have we've located the two keys that we need to stop this um to stop the entity hap from happening and then like we see Kitteridge later on on the train for the big train sequence and it's like is he bad or is he not but then we again then it turns out that carrie ells is the bad guy yeah i think yes
1: <laughs> which uh, one's Game carrie ells again
0: uh, the guy from Saw that tops his leg off in the first one, Princess Bride. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the one that he like because he's the one that talks to Gabriel and Gabriel and like slits his throat and like you can tell them that I turned on you or you can you know. Oh carry yeah, on. that guy you was t- definitely
1: like well, because all the yes, world's governments I, are trying to get because like that's why Tom Cruise kind of like burned himself in this movie because he's like. The AI is too powerful for any one nation to own. Mm-hmm. So, like the U.S., of course, being the U.S., is trying to get control of the AI so it can be the world overlord it wants to be, and that's what that guy is trying to accomplish. Like with Gabriel, was to get the AI yeah. and make the U.S. the most powerful thing in the world. So yeah, he was definitely betraying someone. everywhere. America, I don't know.
0: America, yeah.
1: <laughs> Except he was like oh. on America's side. Uh, it's very confusing.
0: He also uh, co-starred with Tom Cruise in Days of Thunder.
1: God, that's a great fucking movie. I love Days he, of Thunder.
0: He's the rookie driver that fills in for uh, Mr. Oh, Cruz. he drives
1: the Hardy's car. Yeah, nice. Yeah.
0: Um, but you know, it's like the some of the cool, like one of the things about this movie is like, hey, I, we mentioned about how. Basically, Tom Cruise maybe falls in love with uh, Atwell's character right away as we she is pickpocketing people in the airport as that's where they're trying to find the key. And um, we get the whole sequence of them stealing each other's stuff from each other, pickpocketing each other and magic, you know. Um, uh they did those with um no visual effects. So they just did it, you know, the all right, this you guys are gonna train on how to pickpocket each other and then we're not gonna, you know, change it up. Um so I that was cool. You know, then the AI making like Gabriel invisible. You know, it's just you know, it's like that's more like the, my joke is like my minority report of like the machines are taking over, so we're going to erase you from the camera feed. So because you just see a little like a pixelated thing in the middle of no of er, 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 everybody. And she's like, why? Why is there what's missing in this photo right here?
1: Yeah, you would have thought AI would have been better at like covering up a video like that. Mm-hmm. Or this incredible rogue AI that it is.
0: Then we, you know, we, uh, we have Vanessa Kirby coming back and we get the whole club sequence of like, oh, she has the other key and. So one key, I think Isla had when he went to go save her. And then turns out the other key is what... No, Grace Kirby- had it. Grace had the key. Oh, Grace had the key, yeah. And then the other one um, was like, who might have the other key in it? Boom, it turns out that it's Vanessa Kirby's character. And, um, you know, it's like, oh, we have the whole sequence of... Gabriel seeing Hunt and then it's them like, oh, who's going to get the key and who? And then Gabriel goes on this whole rant about how like the entity knows that Kirby will give it to him. Because if not, everybody would be dead at the end of the day.
1: And I mean, technically, he was right. He did get the key, but goddamn Ethan Hunt's too goddamn good and got it back. Yeah. Oh, we got the fucking I mean, the best part about this movie was the turn of return of the hand magic, right? Yeah, yeah. I like mean, that was that, like, that's what makes this an almost like five star movie It's like fucking street magic was back.
0: Yeah, it's just the simplicity things, guys, you know, and I, you know, I get I, I just love it. I just love the simplicity of like, oh, how? Because, again, we've talked about in every movie, Ethan Hunt is a spy. So these are things that they probably teach spies on how to do. And we love it when they was the continuation.
1: And he te- they teach them. Fucking street corner magic.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, some of the high, the the you know the the sp- shots, the spots we had the scene of, uh, the one I went to the bathroom for, but it was just because it was giant long ch- chase chasing. That uh, Atwell and Cruz were handcuffed to each other, and their Tom Cruise had to drive through the city of Italy with one arm, one hand, which, I he, did, like of which he, he did. which he did. They, uh, I saw the footage. Uh, They released the footage uh, before the, uh, like when the movie came out, it was on YouTube, and it's just you see him handcuffed, reaching over her, driving the wheel, and like the camera pans out, and you see him spinning the, you know, turning the car around, and um, and it's like, of course he did. Of course he would handcuff himself too. How how. uh, What type of difficulty would it be to? uh, What can I make it difficult? And he did. Um, The so that way that long chase scene we had the you know we talked about the fight sequence of Isla and Gabriel. Then she turned dead. She turns you know dies and you know Mister Hunt's like okay. But then we get a new train sequence.
1: That was a good train sequence. I really liked everything about the train.
0: Train sequence, but we have Tom Cruise driving the motorcycle with Benji GPSing him from a car. And he's like, just drive that way. And he's like, I am, but I'm going up a mountain. Going, you know, it's like, it's one of those things. It's the the thing I chuckle about with every uh more recent with Peg. It's always those things of like Simon Pegg telling him to do something. And like Cruise is like, like in i think it was rogue nation or for that was fallout it was the one where like he he was jumping out of the building
1: oh yeah that was and, fallout. and it, was uh, fallout. it was chasing
0: cavill He was chasing cavill and and like peg's like why haven't you jumped yet oh it's like i'm jumping out of a building right now like with people watching and like it's just like this the sequence of him doing the chase scene on the motorcycle and Cavill's like, why aren't you there yet? It's like, cause I'm driving on a damn mountain and there's no way for me to get from point A to point B without the train. It's supposed to be slowing down, but it's not because they killed the I driver. I also
1: liked how like Benji just didn't tell him that he was going to have to drive off a mountain until he was at the top of the mountain. Like what if Tom Cruise like just trusted him and just drove off of yeah. that mountain, like without like thinking about it, like Tom Cruise would be dead. Yeah. But don't worry guys.
0: Uh, Tom Cruise did do that stunt that was the famous one that they he did of him driving the motorcycle off a ramp that then they cgi'd into the mat- rock the the mountaintop that he did the stunt multiple times to make sure that it looked good
1: and like jumped out of a plane to do like the skydiving bit of it too
0: yeah cuz he's an insane man I, I mentioned on like i think on the first i know on another one the missions but it's like the idea of him it's him promoting this movie and it's him jumping out of a airplane with AirPods on. It's like you no, know, it was him that,
1: promoting um, Top Gun. He was promoting Top Gun while he was filming.
0: He was this I one. Don't know, He was accepting a, a speech or something about how making it like a lot. He it was he was doing accepting. He was talking about Top Gun while doing this sequence. Yeah, like a sequence. And he's like, "Oh, yeah all get back to filming, but you know, see you at the theaters." Because then he did that with, um the airplane of him standing on top of an airplane. And he's like, I want to thank you all for seeing Top Gun making it like, you know, a billion dollars. And I'm filming mission dead reckoning right now. And I'm like, I'll see you at the movies as he's hanging on a airplane's wing. It like flies off. I'm like, the dude is a madman. Like again, he just, you know, as he says, he loves, he loves to make movies and he wants to make sure everybody is, you know, knows it's him and uh, uh but it's the but we get the cool you know the train sequence of uh atwell being Vanessa Kirby as characters talking to uh kazerni about you know why is he on the why is he on the train and trying to get the key to to them you have the cop from fast forward like hey what are you doing here you know chief and he's like i'm not here that was like that for me that's when the is he good is he bad what you know what side is he on if he's under the table you know working. that's what makes it all so good because it's the spycraft stuff you're not sure who's on who's side yeah and then uh you know vanessa kirby the real one awakes and then you know what are you doing here what's going on why are you dressed differently and then you know Twist
1: the the thing that bugged me about that whole scene though is that uh Grace's Vanessa Kirby had different yeah. eye color. Yeah, I'm like how did no one notice that her eye color changed? Let like at least her brother, like her brother, didn't realize that her eye color was different. Yeah, that bugged uh-huh. me. I I know why they did it. It was to like help us as an audience differentiate them. But like, yeah, I, I don't know if I needed that per se. It just it seemed weird that like they would overlook that feature when preparing her to take over as Vanessa Kirby and then have her eye color be different, and then no one noticed it.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things is 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 about Grace being disguised as the white widow, is when she exits the widow's room after taking, you know, cover you know, uh knocking her out, her hair is covering part of her face. This was done by Vanessa Kirby in reference to an earlier scene where Atwells ha- had her hair-, hair in the same position and to hint at the fact that Grace was posing as the White Widow. But again, we don't know why we don't, you know, I'm, maybe they do the eye thing because of the fact that they kind of want to see if people catch on and like you caught on. But it'd be like, does the brother catch on? Does it make it more of that, you know? Will they? Won't they? Type situation, but I know th- oh, that or this. story forgot about it.
1: So <laughs> yeah, it just it felt I, weird. It felt out of place. And borderline felt like the whole cavil pocket thing, where it's like, did we just not think about it? Did no one notice it? Boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, I I thought
0: Palm Paris's character was awesome. I, I like agree. the silent assassin type situation, but I like how kind of ruthless Gabriel is of the fact, like. He turns on his own like right hand man because he let hit he uh, she failed at killing Hunt in the alleyway. Yeah, like, well, you Hunt him...
1: saved her. Like she yeah, was he gonna saved die. you, yeah. It's and like then like the AI is like, you. because of that, you're gonna betray us.
0: Yeah. So you die now. And then we get the train sequence of the train falling, the bridge bombing, and then blowing up, and then the train falling one uh, one car one. at a time. Yep. And then we got the you know the climbing sequence. All right, all right, jump here, climb here, hold this.
1: Um, it did feel like a video game sequence at times with that whole thing, but still looked good. Yeah. I'm trying to see. I,
0: I'm not. I'm trying to see if I can find where they, the um, how they did that. I assume I know they probably did. Like they had some of the, you know, hanging by a rope and all that movie magic. But it's. like I remember
1: watching something on it, and now I can't remember what they said. I think it, like, it was something they built to do it.
0: It's one of those things that, like, um, I know that um, I want to say Tom Cruise said like this was the, going to be the one. This this stunt alone with the train is more deadly than like the other ones he's done in all the other movies. Um, um, but yeah, it looks like they did, you know. The, oh, hang on. Nope, that's something different. Uh, you know, they built stuff probably for it too, but it's just like, it was a cool effect of them like hanging around then palm saving them because it's like, they're on like that, you know, it's, like, it's that subtle like, oh crap, they're on the last cart. What's going to happen? And then like, you know, she saves them. But AI was right. The entity was right.
1: Yep. It so far has nailed everything. But the reason why it's so threatened by Ethan is because it can't predict Ethan well, well enough. Yeah. Because Ethan's a wild card. Um, It knows Ethan's a threat.
0: In an interview in 2023 with Collider, the director... Uh detailed his approach on the final film's climax. When we were making part one, we go back from all the uh, all of our foreign locations and we're back on stage. I brought everyone to the set to figure out what's gonna happen the train now. That I knew more about the characters and had different understandings of the story than when we started making the movie. I brought everyone together into the red car on the train and I said, I don't know how this movie ends, but I know it it ends in this car. That's all I know. And sure enough, it did. And sure enough, it kept ending in that car. As we were reshooting the movie, as we were doing pickups, the car sat on the stage and we kept returning to it. We kept tweaking it because, uh, incentively and on a gut level, I knew based on how the action scene was constructed, the entire movie was going to end there. Could I tell you what was going to happen? Who would be in the car and how it would play out from when I first stepped foot in that car? No. Did I think it would be what the, uh, where it would be at ultimate, uh, Ultimately, no. The one thing I did know is stuff involving uh Kirby and Kazerni. And that's all he knew. That was the plan for the trains. So um yeah, it's just like that cool thing of hey, we have this giant train and we don't know what to do with it. So it's kind of cool. Like just hearing that. Just like, yeah, we knew that we knew this was our end game. We just didn't know how to get to it. But I know that's what they filmed last, so we know that will be the how we get
1: to it. Um, Usually, when you like work from the back forward, it doesn't work. But they mm-hmm. made it work for this one.
0: It's like um, face off. Face off. They fought. They shot the final scene first. So the the final fight scene between uh Cage and Travolta. That was first. That's the first thing they shot. Weird. So the rest of the movie is Cage and Travolta trying to find their Cage and tavultra to make sure that uh, we uh, that they act like them. So
1: I'm confused uh-huh. now. Yeah, Just like I was in Face Off.
0: Well, hopefully when the sequel hat comes out,
1: it <laughs> won't be. Nobody's dead.
0: I'm okay with that. Um, anything else i'm trying to think of the i uh big rames i like the fact that you know this is the movie that we do wait wh- which one is it fallout this one when they do like the whole drug deal no fallout was the drug deal and then they have yeah. to save benji and you know again tom cruise puts his care his friends first instead of um
1: unless, you're love unless you're your love interest then you do love
0: interest yeah um I did like the fact Tom that Tom Cruise, guys,
1: the prototypical bros before hosts. Yeah.
0: But again, I like why why I was saying earlier how this movie feels like it's a good one-off is because of the fact like we get the
1: final sequence
0: of you know, they have to go after Gabriel, they have the keys, and you know, we have Vin Rames like I have to go do this by myself, because I have to go here. You and Benji can go here to start your you know, start the next adventure by trying to find uh, Gabriel and stop this entity. So we get the two part, like well, that's how we're going to get to the second part. The um again, I, to me, this felt like a good standalone movie that it's like if you watch this by yourself, yeah, you can. And then when you are when the second one comes out, you're like, okay that makes
1: more understanding.
0: <laughs> I understand I that. I mean, more. yeah,
1: it's like you said with like empire and return of the Jedi, like they both work as standalone movies, but they're also a continuation of one another. Yeah. So
0: let's do the budgets for both movies, box office for both and all that jazz, shall we? So the budget for fallout was 178 million gross domestically. It got 220 million internationally. 571 million so worldwide this movie got 791 million dollars that's not bad uh box office for July 27th through the 29th of 2018 number 10 in uh in its fourth week with 2.2 2 million we watched this movie it's the first Purge number nine in its third week with 5.3 million skyscraper
1: We've seen both those movies. Yeah, uh, I like skyscraper.
0: Yeah, number eight in its sixth week was six point seven million. Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. So the se- sequel. I've not seen that one. Yeah, number seven. Uh, I'm uh, I'm three for three now. Uh, seven uh, in its seventh week was seven million. Incredibles two. I've seen that. I have not. Number six in its fourth week with eight point eight million. Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, that's in the list. Five uh in its first week with 10 million. Teen Titans go to the movies. Wow.
1: No. I hated when they changed the animation of Teen Titans. Yeah.
0: Number four in its third week and its with 12 million.
1: Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation. I didn't think that act. I thought that was the I guess it was the next one that was the straight to prime one.
0: There was a fourth
1: one, yeah. Uh number
0: three in its second week with 14 million, the Equalizer 2.
1: Speaking of the Equalizer three is about to come out or did come,
0: did come, come out. out. It has, yeah. And it number sounds th-
1: like movies we should watch. Uh yeah.
0: I've been told uh, number two in its second week with fifteen million. Mamma Mia, here we go
1: again. I can't believe they made a sequel to Mamma Mia.
0: There is rumors of a third one somehow, and from I mean basement, they just
1: released or are going to release a third fucking my like, big fat Greek wedding. So yeah, I mean, oh, that's yeah clearly there's a family well, there, to release them.
0: I've seen some of the stuff about mama Mia two and or three and how it might not work because m- they may or may not have killed off some of the main characters. So I don't know. They killed uh, number... off
1: characters in mama Mia. Here I don't understand again. how those movies work. Apparently then no one does.
0: Uh, number one is mission. Possible fallout with $61 million. Ratings for this was a 7.7 7 for IMDB, Rotten Tomato. All critics gave this a 97. Top critics a 96. Audience, 88. So, and now we go to Dead Reckoning. Budget for this movie. Again, the highest budget movie in Tom Cruise's history. $291 million. And that is because of COVID. So COVID ballooned the budget up because of the, all the delays and everything. So,
1: I'm assuming that's why we've seen a lot of really high budgets this summer. Yeah. Is probably because of that and the like extra fa- money you have to spend for safety and stuff.
0: Yeah, and then Fast Ten, like the reason why there was over three hundred million for budgets because they lost a director for like uh, two months, but oh, they that's kept right. fi- they they kept filming, and. Paying the people,
1: paying all everyone. Your budget's going to go up more and more. Yeah, because you don't want to lose all your staff because yeah. then it, you might not be able to get them back when you're ready to go again. Right? So here's the fun
0: stuff. Budget was $291 million. Mission Impossible, not knowing that how well Oppenheimer and Barbie were due and Ima- losing IMAX um, theaters. Gross, domestically, it only got $171 million internationally 392 million. So worldwide, it only got $536 million.
1: I wonder if it's a movie that will do well on the streaming platforms when it comes, if it hasn't already come when it, it comes has, to it been, like, yeah. Paramount,
0: it comes out in a couple of weeks. So
1: I feel like that'll be a good, like be a big streaming movie.
0: I think so. Again, it's that again, they went, one week before Barbie and Oppenheimer and lost the theater that they wanted the IMAX theater. And then Barbie ran Barbie and Oppenheimer went one, two for like two months. And that's why Barbie's over a billion and Oppenheimer's almost close to 900 million. So box office, July 14th through the 16th of 2023 number 10 in its 8th week with 2.3 million the little mermaid number 9 on uh, its second week with 2.6 million joy ride
1: i'm i'm annoyed i didn't go see that in theaters i think that's on so streaming now though i need to watch that yeah yeah uh number 4 in its uh number 8 in its
0: 4th week with 3.2 million no hard feelings the jennifer lawrence movie Number seven in its sixth week with 3.4 million Transformers rise of the Beasts.
1: Actually kind of a good movie.
0: Number six in its seventh week with 6 million Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. A fucking banger. Number five in its fifth
1: week with 9 million elemental. I liked elemental. It missed a little bit. It was, it's not as good as a lot of other Pixar movies, but it was still okay.
0: Number four in its uh, third week with 12 million, uh, Indiana Jones: The Dial
1: of Destiny. No, just that movie's a no, just a okay. no.
0: All right, number three in its second week with thirteen million. Insidious: The Red Door.
1: We would need Keith for that to judge those. Yep. He loves uh, the Insidious movies.
0: Yes, uh, number two in its second week, uh, with twenty-seven million. The Sound of Freedom: the uh, the Q on uh, yeah the
1: Q on movie
0: based. Uh, yeah and then number one in its first did week you wait with... before you
1: did that movie which is about child trafficking oh i know turned out that one of the producers or something is a child trafficker
0: yep yeah what a what a what a plot twist there you know um not really S- scumbags uh number one it it is uh mission impossible dead reckoning with 54 million dollars uh ratings for this, IMDB gave it a 7.9, all critics a 96, top critics a 95, verified audience 94, and all the audience gave this a 92.
1: But can we trust Rotten Tomato anymore?
0: Oh well, I don't know. I think we can since so there's rumor that the reports came out that they uh have been paying uh be- being paid to give them shitty uh ratings
1: so goddamn rotten tomato i mean of course i mean it, something like that wasn't ever gonna last forever
0: yeah i just like the fact that someone's been like uh someone i follow on streams like i told you i've been saying it for years now that they've been uh they're cooking been, the books yeah the cooking in the books well before we uh Glaze them, we're gonna rank them as we're gonna rank two movies here, as we will be ranking them without one key swelling as um, you know, he's in a box. So what we will be ranking, if you remember, it's the Tommy, best gadget, impossible moment, and movie. Uh, we'll do the Tommy for both. Uh M I one, uh Ricky, you gave it uh to- um Tom Stairs. Uh Keith and I did the floppy street magic not for Mission Possible 2. All of us did the Free Rock. Uh number 3 it's uh Tommy being Italian. As Ricky you uh roll uh you put down a uh, Tommy ro- rolls on the ground and says humpty dumpty.
1: <laughs> I always forget about that. Then you tell me and then I laugh. Uh I was his
0: amazing lip reading. Uh for MI4 Keith is, is in human beer drinking. Um, then, oh, I am way off on my rankings here. Cause this is, there we are. Um, uh, Ricky did flirting with coworkers. Uh, mine was his like, no shit. Uh, MI5, uh, Keith did, uh, cold train sacks. Rick, you did his shoulder shrug and mine is running, uh, to the plane and jumping on. So for MI six, what's your Tommy?
1: For Fallout, yeah, uh, it's the like look he gives Cavill when they land on top of that shit in Paris after he just saved Cavill's life, and Cavill's like, "Hey, you lost your oxygen there," and Top Cruise is like, "What the fuck?" That's my Tommy.
0: Um, my Tommy for MI for Fallout uh it's the him jumping out the window it's like when benji's like why is she jumping out yet it's like because i'm jumping out a window you know what i'll make it him breaking his foot and then going back to going that's back fair. to work
1: that's fair let's
0: do best gadget as we have it for mission possible one i did masks rick you did gum keith did the internet uh, Mission Possible 2, Rick, you did voice improvement. I went back to masks and Keith did uh, his Sandy gun rights. Um, for Mission Possible 3, you did uh, foam. Keith did the head pill and I did the Kodak camera. For 4, Rick, you did contact lenses. Keith did the Hall hologram and I did Tom's gun, a uh, car. For MI5, Rick, you did the vape key and myself and uh, Keith, we did pick the flute sniper. What what's your best gadget from MI6?
1: See, that's the problem with six, is there wasn't really great gadgets.
0: For me, I think I would be the them trying to use the computer in the stall when they were trying to make the mask. But that was the laptop, but but Cavill fucking breaks it over the guy's face. It's like, you broke the thing we needed.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. That was like because that was also a good just like mass gimmick and always yeah. always pop for the mass gimmick. Um, let's do best impossible
0: moments action piece. Rick, you did uh from one exploding from the helicopter, myself and uh Keith picked hanging around. Two, uh I did the knife to the eye, Keith did the motorcycle dance, Rick. You did uh Tom shooting at the gas cap. All three of us, we picked Tom slide, uh, sliding, uh, sling, uh, flying onto the building, uh, and four all of us did the Tom's climbing, and, uh, and five all of us picked Tom hanging from the plane. So, what stunt do, are you going to pick from MI Six? Hmm?
1: Good question.
0: MI Six, we had the the halo drop, we had the helicopter sequence, we had the. Fight sequence in the bathroom.
1: I think I go with the Halo drop just because yeah. of like the cool aspect of like skydiving through a thunderstorm, a thunder and lightning storm was pretty. It was visually pretty good.
0: Yeah, I'm it was just with that.
1: Stupid, Just like Cavill's whole bit, and it was stupid.
0: Yep. So now let's do movie for us. We have Mission Impossible One, Mission Impossible Two, or uh, no, sorry, Mission Impossible One, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mission Impossible 3, The Limp Biscuit music video and then Mission Impossible 2. Where are you going to put uh
1: Fallout? In my mind it'd be 3 Fallout Ghost Protocol, but that's not the way it's settled. So I'll put this over Ghost Protocol in our lineup cuz I I think this is a better movie than Ghost Protocol.
0: Okay. And then I'll put it there for now. Yeah. Spole fallout. Okay, now let's go back to the top. Tommy for Dead Reckoning.
1: Dead reckoning. It's gotta be the conversation with Benji when he gets to the top of the mountain. And yeah. Just being like Yeah, it's that one. That that just I'm with it, you on that one. It's good in my head. That's just a really well, good bit.
0: Hey why why aren't you why aren't you moving because there's a mountain in front of me Um okay what about uh best gadget for MI7
1: The glasses when they're in the airport and shit like that was just really like cool tech stuff to have I really like yeah. that
0: I'm with you on that one as well cuz there's again not really much of you know
1: the problem at this point yeah. is they've established so many gadgets that they kind of use the same stuff, so it's hard to get, like, new stuff every movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, Best Impossible Moment. Uh, we have the car chase in the thing.
1: We have the train. It's the jump onto the train for me. I mean, like, that was what was sold for this entire movie, and it yeah, did same. not disappoint. The train is a close second, though. The, the train, like, them falling in the train as it's going, like was really good, but it's the jump onto the train that sells it all.
0: Okay. Now back to the movie mission, possible mission, possible rogue nation. Now mission, possible fallout protocol, three limp biscuits, music video, and two,
1: man, I really liked this movie. It's going to go after rogue nation.
0: So it'd be number three again.
1: Yeah. I, I, I really liked this movie.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll put it there. Impossible. Dead Reckoning. What? Let me ask you a question. Do you think part two will jump this? Like, we know nothing. What we, we have no idea what two will be about besides going after Gabriel. Maybe, allegedly. Do you think it will, you know, in your mind, do you think it will jump this?
1: It depends what the grace Tom Cruise relationship shit's going to be, because at least like we don't have to deal with the Isla relationship anymore because, you know, she's dead now. And that was one of the big drawbacks to this movie for me was I did not give a fuck. And yet they kept like, like, it's just there. And I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. So that being gone gives a good chance for the next one to be great. But they could just now lean right into it with Tom Cruise and the Grace character, which then will just be bad also. So it depends how that goes. I think okay. action and everything wise it's set up to be a better movie. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what they do with some of the relationship parts
0: okay. So I know we didn't have we didn't have a pre-glaze for reckoning but i think i i feel like we texted each other saying like i know i did four for reckoning
1: yeah i think that's what we said going into it
0: yeah um for keith he's m.i.a so let's do let's glaze some stars
1: da 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 da, glaze those stars we do the same bit because there's not real music in these movies glaze
0: what do you want to give uh, Fallout
1: I give Fallout three and a quarter it the script falls really short for the like cast that they have but the set piece or not the the action helps bring it back up a little bit couldn't use more spy ending was a wet dog fart but still overall not a it's a serviceable action movie like Keith always wants
0: Yep. I'm giving it a four. I enjoyed it for, the, for what it was. I enjoyed it for being my first time watching, and
1: and, and so. that's an incomplete right now on our rating because Keith's yep. not here. Son of a b. And then, uh, what you want to give uh, Dead Reckoning Part One? I settled at a four for that one. It's... There's definitely some like relationship parts that draw that movie down. There probably could have been some better editing. So it's not a two and three quarters hour movie, uh-huh. but still overall, it was an enjoyable experience and sets up for a banger next movie. So, yeah, four I think settles well. I'll give it a
0: four. Well, you, uh, I even though I, we did put it higher higher than fallout but it's like still on the it's three four you know on our list right now for it um it was enjoyable it's just like that issue of um you know again two hours and 43 minutes and it's just like and i mean like i normally i try not to go to the bathroom for during movies because you know what i miss and just watching it and be like i gotta go i feel like when i come back it's still a chase scene and it was like the end so um and it wasn't that you know to me again the 243 Didn't feel that long, so that was a a positive on that end. So
1: yeah, it was still a pretty tight movie, but like it probably could have had some editing to make it a little shorter.
0: So this brings for now an end to the Mission Apostle movies.
1: Play us off, boys.
0: Yeah. But does this mean it's the end of fake movie experts? Well. Maybe, you know,
1: I feel like we're fast it's, and the furious. We'll never really be dead.
0: Yeah. We're just expanding. We're going to, we're going we're gonna, to, what we're going to be doing is the, um, I believe fake movie experts podcast will be ending, but we're moving on as we're going to be, uh, switching up gears. We're going into a new era of entertainment for no, so here, um, we, we are dotting the eyes and, uh, you know, figuring out what we're doing, but soon we'll have something soon. And, you know, in our eyes, it will be a round Robin of crew teams, you know, or mostly most time it could just be me and Rick, but you know, Keith will might be back. We might have some other friends and people on the show to switch it up a little bit, but you know, we'll come back to the movie franchise that we watched and on the new, Show, we might we'll, we'll probably watch some movies, you know. We it won't be a franchise, or it might be who knows. But all I know is, uh, you know, these experts will be dead just like uh, um, John Voigt.
1: Oh damn, harsh. Yeah, I'm excited, yeah. I'm excited to expand our overall view of entertainment. Hopefully we don't get in too much trouble. I feel like we can minimize that situation. But you know, we'll we'll do what we do. It'll be fun to talk about other things like TV and just talk about new movies that are coming out more often. Yeah. Like we could have had a great fucking Barbenheimer episode and just wax poetic about that for a while. So But
0: no, no. Um we will see. You know, it's we're it's a work in progress. By work in progress, I mean, again, we we are literally there it's just you know we'll make the announcement soon all on our socials and on our website on what's the plan for the ex-fake movie experts as uh we're moving on to full around entertainment so find out soon enough uh but where you can find that information will be on entertainment.com. that's right entertainment.com where you can find all the things we do for you you can find us all on the socials on facebook twitter and then instagram and on discord follow us there um oh, yeah
1: we do have a discord now
0: we do and uh you know old man Corey, we have to show walk him through on how to log in so that'll be fun and then uh you can listen you're, to us on at-
1: you're setting a danger precedent of me being able to like yell at the fans like i've wanted to do for so long in a much easier fashion
0: it will be an easier fashion for you so uh, and you know Fucking you can marks. do that on the discord now uh, you can listen to us on apple podcast spotify and wherever you listen to your podcast
1: so long and thanks for the popcorn